And so it's been really amazing for me to just discover all of these artists and see all of this work. And it's really kind of given me the kick I needed to get back into the game because I've, I've felt so inspired by what I've seen and excited by it that I think I've painted more in the past, you know, couple of weeks than I have in the past few months. So that's been really great for me. Today on the Zebra Blogs Furniture Refinishing Podcast, we'll talk with three members of the Furniture Diaries hashtag, Kate with Little City Farmhouse, Jessica with Blue Peaches Furniture, and Lauren with Portland Rose Studio. We'll learn more about them and we'll discuss their enthusiasm for their group hashtag, The Furniture Diaries. We'll also tell you more about the new hashtag, The Zebra Diaries, and the great prizes that will be awarded each month. I'm your host, Lane Ball with Zebra. We're excited to have you all on the podcast today. Welcome. Hi. Hi, Lane. Thanks for having us. Yeah. We're excited to be here. Great. This is, you know, this is our first podcast with multiple guests. We will have a great time. So we're looking forward to have a great conversation with you guys. But before we begin chatting about the Furniture Diaries hashtag and our new hashtag, the Zebra Diaries, I'd like for each of you to take a few minutes to share with our listeners a little bit about yourself, how you got into furniture refinishing, how long you've been painting furniture, and what you enjoy most about it. Let's start with Kate. Hi, so I am um, married. I have two kids uh, who I homeschool, so I am uh, full-time busy. Um, I started refinishing furniture probably about, I want to say, eight years ago. We had just moved in to a new house, and um, we were on a super tight budget and had no furniture. So I was thrifting furniture and painting it. And um, one day I was like, oh, I'm going to try and sell this. And the piece sold in seven minutes when I posted it. Wow. And I was like instantly hooked on that. And I thought I could really contribute to my family's income by painting furniture and so I started doing it more and more um but I was just kind of like selling it um on Kijiji which I think is kind of similar to Craigslist in the Mm, states mm -hmm. I think um so I was doing that I did that probably for I want to say like six or eight months and then it was my sister-in-law who was like, you need a Facebook page. Everyone has a Facebook page. You need a business. And so um, that's how Little City Farmhouse was born. And it kind of took off. Nobody else was really doing that kind of thing here. Um, it was before um, chalk paint really came on the market as a, um, a like a DIY kind of paint. Mm-hmm. It was just milk paint before that. So um, then I kind of... Um, was started bringing in different paints and I was kind of like ordering everything that I could try. And then, um, yeah, my business kind of just took off and it is what it is today, mostly because of all the other furniture refinishers that I've been able to connect with over time. Yeah. So you, you said you sold your first piece in seven minutes. Yeah. So I posted it That's incredible. Um, on Kijiji and seven uh-huh. minutes later I got an email and the lady came and picked it up like 15 minutes later. It was crazy. Well, I bet that got you pumped and excited. Yeah, I was That's excited. awesome, Kate. I mean, it's never happened that fast since, but um, yeah, I've been lucky. I've been fortunate. So, so what do you enjoy the most about it? I think I like the creative side of it. I mean, I started taking on a lot of customs after that because people were like, oh, I can change my furniture too. Can you change my furniture? So um, I like I like that aspect. I like the social aspect. A lot of my customers have become friends over time because I've worked with them 
for a lot of years and they've become repeat customers. So I'm really lucky that way. But it's the getting to be creative, getting to work with, meet other refinishers, working with paint companies, stuff like that. I love that aspect of it. Yeah. Well, that's great. Great story. What about you, Jessica? Hi. So yeah, I'm uh, the owner of Blue Peaches Furniture. And I think I'm the newbie of the group because I started, well, over a little over a year and a half ago now. I guess my two-year anniversary will be in May this year. So um, but congratulations. Oh, thanks. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. So before this, I was, uh, I was actually spent 13 years in the field of human resources. So I was the director of human resources and, um, you know, it's, it was, uh, it was a lot like I ended up having to, uh, lay off over 200 people in a period of two years, um, in wow. the high tech field. And it just took a toll on me. And, uh, so it started out that I actually just wanted to take, a break. Um, and I found painting really therapeutic. And mm-hmm. so I just, but all my furniture was already painted. So I just bought pieces <laughs> to paint to resell. And uh, it turns out people wanted to buy them. And uh, so it just kind of kept going from there. And I, I didn't really plan on having a business, but it sort of worked out that way. And it's, it keeps going in a positive direction. So I'm so honored and excited that I get to be doing something that I'm just I love doing and yeah so it's been it's been a whirlwind but it's been really exciting well I mean you you certainly came from a high stress job and makes (laughs) it makes sense to to see the the like you said the therapeutic side of furniture painting so that's what a that's what a what a cool story Uh, what do you what do you enjoy most about do you think with with respect to furniture uh, painting um, I think there's a lot of really cool aspects of it. I love creating. Um, I'm still constantly amazed at the impact paint can have on uh, on an old rundown piece mm-hmm. or just fixing it up a little bit and being able to bring it back to life. And um, I'm still constantly amazed at how just, you know, a little bit of paint can make a piece look absolutely fabulous and all the the different things that you can do with it. And um, I also love that no two pieces will ever be the same. So there's a lot of aspects and getting to know people in the refinishing community and the customers. It's there's a lot of fun parts about it. Yeah, it's you're exactly right. No two pieces are the same because each piece is a signature piece is a work of art. So that's exciting to be able to realize that uh, I'm sure that something you've created, taken your talents and now they're in somebody else's home to enjoy. Yeah, it's it's really fun. And it's nice. I mean, old pieces are built so much stronger than they are uh, today. Um, yeah. So it's it's nice being able to kind of save those from the landfill. That's yeah. a very yeah. rewarding aspect. Definitely. Well, last but not least, Lauren, let's hear from you. Sure. Um, so actually, Kate's story really resonated with me. There's a lot of similarities. Um I have been refinishing for just under five years. Um, kind of the the same cliche. Um, I was I was having kids. Um, my husband and I were in the process of relocating, um, buying our first house, and I was nine months pregnant, and so I had nowhere to nest. We were temporarily without a home, mm-hmm. um, and I just had this need to to do things to prepare for our new baby and prepare for our new house. Um, and so I was buying pieces of furniture off a line and 
refinishing them. Um, we closed on our house three days after my first son was born. Oh my and, goodness. uh, yeah, it was a little crazy. It was a crazy week. Um, and so then I just kind of continued after he was born during nap time, just kind of fixing up things around the house and very similar to Kate. I, you know, I kind of thought, you know, I'm home. I have the time I'm by myself in a new city. You know, this would be a great way for me to make a little extra money, maybe make some connections. And so I decided to try to flip my first piece for profit and um, mine actually sold online in I think 40 minutes. So Kate has me beat, <laughs> but I still to this day kick myself for how cheap I priced it. I think that was part of the reason. Somebody um, got a deal. <laughs> somebody got a real deal. But but again, like she said, I was I was kind of hooked after that because it was you know, an outlet for me at the time. And so I started, you know, just doing a piece here and there and selling online, uh, started my business on Facebook, did that for a year or so. And after that, I actually had my first booth. Um, so my business grew a little bit more from doing that. I think I did that for two years, uh, maybe a little bit longer. And then within the past, just within the past year, I actually opened up my own little decor studio right here at my house. Um, we have a workshop space that we converted. And so that's been a really great way for me to continue doing the furniture. And I've added in home decor and antiques and vintage finds. So um, my business is Portland Rose Studio. After my two boys now, I have uh, Portland and Rowan. And we have another one on the way, another boy coming in July. Oh, and so the joke is that we're going to have to name him Studio. <laughs> but, <laughs> so yeah, it's been a it's been a fun journey and kind of grown organically throughout. So is that when you expanded to have the studio selling other things? Was that did you find that uh, therapeutic as well, or was that a lot of stress? A little of both. Um, I think there's something really satisfying about having an entire creative vision and seeing it through. Um, having the booth was great, but it was really difficult for me having two little boys, being able to move furniture to the booth. My husband works really long hours and the last thing that he wants to do when he gets home at six or seven at night is to help me haul furniture over to a booth. Um, so I felt like my vision for my space there never actually could be what I wanted it to be. And having my studio right here. Um, where I live, I, you know, I have control over it and, you know, I'm open every couple of times every season and then by appointment. So I can do things at my own pace and I've just really found it so much more fulfilling doing it this way. Yeah, that, that's really great, Lauren. I, I love that. Uh, I mean, we, I appreciate all three of you sharing your, your stories because I know uh, our listeners love the personal side, love to be able to be inspired like that. So I appreciate you taking the time to do that. Kate, tell us about the Furniture Diaries hashtag and who's a part of it. Um, so a while ago, um, it was actually Jessica that um, invited a bunch of us to um, like an engagement group on Instagram. So mm -hmm. it's a group um, chat where we were all, you know, we could share each other's posts, engage with each other's posts chat get advice stuff like that and she had brought up the idea of a hashtag and we all kind of thought it was a great idea it took us a while to settle on um the name of it but we came up with the furniture diary so um 
the hashtag was kind of born. You can jump in on this, Jessica, if you want. Um, to get people involved um, and share their pieces of furniture. Um, and that's what I really love that part about it. Um, mm -hmm. So people can take their posts with the furniture diaries. And then um, you can go into that hashtag and just see all the inspiration um, there. And that, that's a way for us to um, find new accounts to follow, um, to be inspired by um, each other's work, stuff like that. So there's um, Jessica from Blue Peaches Furniture, Lauren, Portland Rose Studio, myself, um, Natalie from Array of Sunlight Design, Keegan from Lemon Drops Reclaimed, and Amy from Dustbin Revival. Wow, that's great. You know, one of the things I think is cool about this as well is that there's a number of people that are obviously inspired to uh, dive into furniture finishing, but they probably think, you know, how will I get noticed? Um, like I'm just starting a new Instagram account and, and this, the furniture diaries hashtag is an opportunity for, for folks like that to really get noticed and to be encouraged. And, uh, so I, it's, it's really great. What I'd like to do is to hear from each of you as to what you enjoy most about the process of choosing the selected piece each week. And we'll, we'll start with, uh, with Lauren and then we'll, well, then we'll go from Kate to, to Jessica. So the question is, what do you enjoy the most about the process of choosing the selected piece each week? Well, I think for me, it's seeing so many artists that I probably would not have seen. Um, so when Jess first asked me to be part of this hashtag, honestly, I had been taking a bit of a break from furniture re refinishing. Um, when I was in the process of starting my studio last year, I really stockpiled a ton of furniture. I spent almost the entire year preparing. And so I've been able to slow down a little bit and then being pregnant and winter and all that fun mm -hmm. stuff. I had just taken a step back. And with Instagram being the way that it is, um, I wasn't seeing other people's furniture with all the algorithms and all that, if you're not uh, actively seeking those things or putting them out there, you don't see them. Um, and so it's been really amazing for me to just discover all of these artists and see all of this work. And it's really kind of given me the kick I needed to get back into the game because I've, mm -hmm. I've felt so inspired by what I've seen and excited by it that I think I've painted more in the past, you know, couple of weeks than... I have in the past few months. So that's been really great for me. What about you, Kate? Yeah, I agree with Lauren. There's so much, there's so many refinishers out there, which I think is awesome. There's room for everybody. And um, when we go through each week and our, I think there's about, we're sitting at around 1500 posts on the furniture diaries, which is awesome. So when you scroll through mm -hmm. that, you can't help, but like, it's like a rabbit hole. You're just getting lost in all of this beautiful work that people are posting Sure. Which is awesome because you get so inspired by the pieces. I save so many. I screenshot so many that um, I'm inspired by those people. I never saw their accounts before. So there's mm -hmm. new people to follow. And I appreciated that when I first started out, that people were engaging with my posts, that um, they were connecting with me and following me. And so I feel like whether an account is big or small, we can all um, help each other to to grow, to be inspired, to be encouraged in the business. Um, 
So that's the part that I love about it. And every winner that we pick is always so excited. And I mean, all their, their, um, they're winning basically a feature on our accounts, which is awesome because um, even though we're not huge accounts, I mean, I'm not a huge account anyways, but um, we can showcase that person's work. And that is a boost for anybody. I feel like I know I, whenever I, if somebody ever reposts my work, that's such a, it's such a boost creatively. It keeps you going. So I hope that we can um, do that for other people. Yeah, I mean, it's a tremendous encouragement. What about you, Jessica? Um, I like all aspects of it. I like, I second everything both Kate and Lauren said um, in the fact that we're finding so many new accounts. Um, and we're also, it's, it's fun. You can just literally follow the hashtag, the Furniture Diaries, and they'll sh these accounts that you might not have been able to find will just pop up on your feed and you can discover them and find inspiration. Um, and yeah, I also just want to add, going back to the creation of the Furniture Diaries and the team, that it's been so fun, so much fun working with these girls and learning. And uh, I've, I've just grown so much working with them. So, and we also have this friendship. And then as well, I'm creating new friendships with these, the winners or people that have been using the hashtag. So it's a great way to discover people within the community. And I don't know, it's just a lot of fun. And even when we're to actually going down to picking the winner, um, it's fun because each week we have a different host um, and they help participate too. And uh, yeah, and everybody always picks different people and it can be really fun. And uh, yeah, there's just a lot of talent out there. Yeah, I love that. I love that part of it where you know, when we're going to um, pick the winner, we all kind of throw in which one that we're super inspired by. And sometimes it's the same. Sometimes it's totally different. And I love seeing what what other people were finding inspiring. Or maybe I missed that that one. And we all are like, oh, that's amazing. I love that part of that. Yeah. And, and it's also, I find like for me being a, a refinisher, you put your piece out there into the world and you never know what the reaction is going to be. So yeah. just winning them or being featured for me, whenever I get featured or it's always such a reassuring feeling that, okay, my creation that was so personal to me, um, someone else appreciates it as well. So it's, it's, that's a really nice feeling. And we wanted to do that for other refinishers. Yeah, I bet it is difficult um, when you guys are, are going through the selection process. But I, I, I suppose as well, once those pieces are a part of the hashtag, unless somebody removes that, it remains in sort of the the Furniture Diaries uh, hashtag for, um, you know, forever. So you can always go back, I would assume, and, uh, and look at uh, other pieces and e even evaluate those pieces. Now, those pieces that do stay in there, uh, are those still uh, able to be chosen weeks later? We try to do them within the within the week. Okay. So new ones within the week okay. is what we've been trying to mm -hmm. do. We actually haven't discussed whether past pieces can be winners. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe it's a discussion we can have. What do you guys think? <laughs> well, I, I suppose... I scroll through that furniture diaries all the time. Yeah, yeah me too. I suppose that... Yeah. Yeah, and I suppose that allows you to at least narrow it down, you know, when you've got uh, selections that are showing up within the week. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about um, the the new hashtag that we're excited to uh, to uh, for people to be aware of and and start utilizing, and that is uh, the Zebra Diaries. 
Jessica, yeah, Jessica, tell yeah. us about uh, about this and what the group hopes to achieve as a result of the monthly contest. Well, so how it was created was, well, we were all talking, the team of the Furniture Diaries, and um, sometimes we just have random chats, and one of the chats surrounded paintbrushes and what our favorite paintbrushes are. And it was pretty unanimous that we all really love zebra paintbrushes, not only for their product, but also what you guys have done as a company for the refinisher community. So yeah, very similar to the, yeah. So very similar to the furniture diaries, what we're trying to accomplish with involving the refinisher community more, you've done a great job at providing a platform for refinishers to, sh to showcase their items and get more recognition. And uh, so we've always really appreciated it. Your efforts certainly do not go unnoticed. So, uh, it was, we really wanted to work with you guys and find something that we can do to collaborate with Zebra as well as the Furniture mm -hmm. Diaries. And um, we also, in, in going in trend with what you've done for the community, what Zebra's done for the refinisher community, we wanted to find something that would be really fun and interesting and different, uh, which hasn't, as far as I know, been done before, which is creating themes, monthly themes. So uh, basically, yeah, so we, we reached out to you and you were, uh, you said yes. So we are so excited. We're so excited to collaborate with uh, Zebra. And uh, yeah, so it's a monthly theme. And each month, the theme will change. So this month, the theme is green. Um, so we want to see your green pieces. And to enter, all you have to do is use the hashtag the zebra diaries and uh what's so great about a theme-based contest is each month the theme will be different and the possibilities are endless it can be from um stripes to patterns to colors to types of furniture to staging um and i think it will be really fun and inspiring to bring the community together in this sort of fun coming up with uh you know, the various theme ideas. Mm -hmm. And um, I, we also thought it would be cool so that because, again, people can just go to the hashtag and find inspiration. Um, as well, I think it could be really fun or we think it could be really fun in the sense that um, if you're not used to doing a certain style or color, um, this could be a chance to get you out of your comfort zone. So let's say the, the theme of the month is red um, and you don't normally do red pieces. This could be your chance to try something a little bit out of your comfort zone for a chance to win some really great prizes and to be featured on all of our accounts. So there's six of us within the, the, the furniture diaries and then as well as on zebra accounts. Right. Well, I want to say too, um, we really appreciate your kind words about not only our paintbrushes, but uh, Zebra. And uh, we're a small company. And so I know the team, along with myself, we're all very excited to be able to, I mean, it encourages us greatly because we're, we're really focused on developing quality paintbrushes that um, are really an extension of your hand. And so we appreciate those kind words. You know, I will just add um, to the fact that uh, when you when you reached out to us on behalf of the furniture diaries i mean that's exactly we we love the organic nature of this community and i think that the 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 fact that everybody that's a part of the furniture finishing community 
loves to see other people succeed. And it really, yeah. you, there's always Definitely. a level of a competition and competition is good. And that's why things like having first, second, third place, having selection, selections each week are great. But what's amazing is that, you know, all, even people who participate in these things, maybe they weren't selected that week. I mean, they're the first ones out there saying, man, congratulations. And so it's just a really a phenomenal um, community, a great industry. And so we certainly hope that as the industry continues to grow and more people are inspired by it, that, uh, you know, they're not only inspired, but they're inspired to jump in and start uh, furniture finishing themselves. So um, let's talk about um, specifically the with. Um, you know, with the actual awards, you know, the first, second and third place winners, what, uh, what does each one receive? How, how will that be uh, handled each, each month? Well, the prizes are amazing. So thank you very much for that. Um, so we, the first place winner is going to win five paintbrushes. And Lane, I don't know if you want to elaborate on what those paintbrushes yeah, yeah. will be. Yeah. Let's, let's, I'll share those now. Um, so the first yeah. place winner, as Jessica mentioned, will receive a five-piece set, and that will be the Zebra Round, Square, and Triangle Brush, and then the two-inch Palm Pro and the two-inch Chiseled Wedge. And then the second place uh, winners will receive, or winner will receive a two-piece set, or excuse me, a three-piece set, which is the Fan, the Square, and the two-inch Palm Pro. And a third place uh, winner will get to choose uh, a zebra brush of their choice. So that's that's how that. Uh, and then, of course, those Jessica. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's yeah, yeah we're excited to be those able to. Yeah, well. excited to give those out. Can I can I leave the hashtag so I can enter? Is that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are the judges allowed to enter as well? <laughs> um, yeah, but in addition to those awesome paintbrushes um each month uh so this month we're actually the first place winner will actually win a pint of the chippy barn paint which is a really high quality furniture paint that's ceramic based and so this month they're partnering with us and helping to host it and then um each month it might be a different paint company that partners with us but the brushes will be consistent and um so just to elaborate on some of the themes um, I think we sort of have the next two months theme sorted out. Is that okay if I share them to get people oh, absolutely. ready and excited? Yeah, perfect timing to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for anybody listening, you have you have an advantage now to get ready. So for April, I think in um, to go with April showers, the color the theme color will be blue. Mm. And for Ooh, May, that's... for May, f yeah. And then uh, for uh, May. For May flowers, it's going to be a floral theme. Ooh. So you can start getting the, uh, the 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 thoughts ready on what you want to do to enter. Now, the floral theme, does that mean you're looking primarily for hand-painted floral designs on the furniture or transfers, uh, decoupage? Like what specifically will you, will you look for with respect of the floral theme? Uh, I think it, it could be whatever. Sorry, Jess. Yeah. No, no, Kate, go ahead. Whatever, whatever inspires a person, you know, like whatever, if it's flowers to them, post it. Yeah, we want to yeah. see it. Great. We don't want to set crazy rules. We want to see 
see the inspiration out there. And uh, yeah, we're really excited just to build the community and create more awareness for refinishing and how it's a, it's a good choice over buying new furniture. So the more that we do to help grow the community and inspire others, I think it will help us all win in the long yeah. run. Well, Jessica, you mentioned just a few minutes ago that um, the Chippy Barn is, is going to donate a pint of paint. And I'd like for yeah. us, uh, Lauren, if you would, tell us what you like about uh, their ceramic-based paint. I could talk for a long time about it. <laughs> I feel like I have verbal diarrhea when it comes to the Chippy Barn. <laughs> um, I first started using their paint, I think about a year and a half ago. And the first time I used it, I was shocked at the difference between their paints and other paints I had used. Um, it is remarkably smooth. I'm not a scientist, so I'm not going to go into all the science behind it, but because it is a ceramic-based paint, um, the particles are actually round. And so with other paints that aren't round, they can kind of clump up, and that's when you get um, brush strokes or streaks that you may not want. But with the... Um, the round particles, they actually roll right off of each other. Mm. So it's um, a self-leveling paint. Um, the coverage is absolutely amazing. The first color I used was their farmhouse gray, which is a very, very light gray. Um, can almost be seen as white in certain lights. And I was doing a very dark um, mahogany-ish buffet and covered absolutely beautifully with two coats no bleed through um so the paint is amazing their other products everything that i have tried has just been phenomenal their waxes are my favorite wax that i've ever used um they are incredibly smooth buttery but they don't leave a tacky finish i think there's a lot of waxes out there um, that may be easy to use, but they you can still feel them mm -hmm. on the on the surface afterwards, and that's just nobody wants that. Um, so I've actually waxed furniture with the Chippy Barn waxes before, and then had to like double check, like wait a minute, I did do this one right <laughs> because it looks flawless, but you can't you can't feel it on the surface. And they do come in um, scented waxes. My personal favorite is the lemongrass, which is amazing. I've had people. Um, come into my studio or come into the garage and ask me what smells so good. And I make my own candles, so I'd like to think when they come in there, that's what they're <laughs> smelling. And um, more than once, it's actually been the wax. Um, their top coat is absolutely phenomenal. I get a little bit nervous about polycrylic and that type of thing. They can be a little bit tricky to use, and especially if you're doing over lighter colors, you have to be really careful about yellowing. And their top coat is non-yellowing, very easy to use. Um, like I said, I could keep going. Uh, but in addition to their paints and products, I just really am supportive of them as a company. Um, similarly to you guys as a smaller company, um, you know, they're family owned. Mm. And if I have a problem, if I have a question about something and I reach out to them, I know that Page or Trent mm -hmm. is going to answer me. You know, it's That's um, great. they're res yeah, you know, they're responsive, they're supportive, and so it's companies like that um, and like you guys that I just feel good about 
working with and sharing with others. Now, just to clarify as well, the uh, pint of paint that they're donating, which we greatly appreciate, I assume that uh, whoever wins that pint gets to choose whatever color uh, that they want. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. And they have amazing colors. Um, for me, I'm really drawn to neutrals and greens and blues, and they have one of the most amazing selection of those colors, I think, on the market. Um, I think their entire palette just tends to be a little bit softer and fresher. Would you guys agree? Am I describing yeah, that? Totally yes. Agree. And I, I just want to add, I finally got to try one of their whites and it went on in two coats. So, which has never happened with any other paint I've ever tried. So anybody out there who's frustrated with painting white and the multiple coats, um, go out and try the chippy barn because it was two coats uh, again on a darker colored piece. Well, let's, let's go ahead. Um, if anybody knows their uh, website, their contact information, for those that are listening and would like to try the Chippy Barn, what is their website? www.thechippybarn.com. And uh, both Lauren and I have uh, have codes that you can use. So you can either use Blue Peaches or what's yours, Lauren? Mine is Lauren 10. Lauren 10 to get yep. 10% off your order. Yeah. Very good. Well, we, we're excited about uh, the opportunity. You know, there are so many different uh, types of paint out there as well. And to, to learn a little bit about ceramic-based paint, I know the listeners will, will uh, find that incredibly insightful. And as we move forward in the future months, we'll have other opportunities for other paint companies to, to donate and be a part of the, the giveaway. Now, I hope you guys are ready because we have a great question that was on an Instagram account when, uh, <laughs> when we announced the Zebra Diaries. So we're going to have to put our thinking gears on here and make a decision. So uh, In Time Rewards by D Diane, that's an Instagram account, she asks, does teal count as blue or green? So what do, what's the decision on that? If somebody has a teal piece of furniture for this first, first month or March's theme of spring, being green color, is teal green or is it blue? <laughs> I feel like that's a pretty subjective one because, I mean, yeah. what is teal, really? You know, teal could be a lot of – what's teal to me might be, you know, aquamarine Yeah, I see if, it, if it's else. teal so, to you, ha take it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think. I mean <laughs> – That's my yeah. – Well, I think, I think technically I may be wrong, but I think teal is a mix of blue and green. I'm not sure if they're right. equal parts or not. So are we saying that teal counts as green for... If if there's more green than blue in that particular teal. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Or else they should enter right on the cusp of March 31st and okay. enter into our new contest and exactly. throw, their, yeah. <laughs> throw their hat in for both competitions. Perfect. <laughs> A two for one. No, that's clever. Yeah, I don't know. I, th I think they should just try it and... Yeah. And see if they think it's more on the green side. Why not? We just really want to see the beautiful pieces. So we're not yeah, going to be overly say... picky about how, how, you how know, green is it is. really, really green? Or would you say it's more blue? So we just want to see the inspiration. They're going to be barred forever from the deeper diaries <laughs> yeah. if they get it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Survey says more blue. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. 
Well, I could certainly say on behalf of the Zebra team that we are excited about every opportunity we have to promote furniture finishers and their works of art. You know, we look forward to showcasing the winning pieces. So, you know, this has really been fun, and I trust that the listeners have enjoyed our conversations with you all as much as I have. You all keep up the great work of refinishing, and I might add, get ready to make some hard decisions on picking these monthly winners. You guys have a great day. Thank you so Thank much. You. It was so lovely to talk to you. Thank you for Thank having you so us much. on. For Thank having you us. very much for having us. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Zebra Blogs Before and After Furniture Refinishing Podcast. Today's episode is also featured on the zebrablog.com along with contact information for today's guest. Your comments and suggestions for future episodes are always welcome, and we encourage you to share those by clicking on the podcast slide in our header at thezebrablog.com. That's the zebra with an I.com. Thanks for listening and happy refinishing. <laughs>